worry about preaching the message this morning because it's going to come from the Holy Spirit. And it did to stir up what's within us. I want to read you something this morning. Oh, Holy Spirit, have your way. Those of you who've been married very long may be familiar with a book called The Five Love Languages. And it's a good book, and I recommend it if you haven't read it. And it talks about the ways that your spouse will know that you love them by what you do or what you say. And there's uh, different ones. Maybe, maybe your love language is getting gifts. When your spouse gives you little gifts or does acts of service for you, and that's how you know that they love you. The Lord put his spirit in us. He put his love language in us to know that he loves us. The Bible says that we are sealed to him by the Holy Spirit to the day of redemption and never will he take it away. Now we can walk away. Part of my sermon this morning was how Solomon, God blessed him so much God gave him everything from a, a prophetic, from a wisdom, and from wealthy, uh, wealthy goods. He had everything. But as he got older, he walked away and he turned his back on what God said don't do. He went to the strange lands where the idol worship was and he amassed himself a bunch of wives and concubines in his harem, as you know the story. The problem wasn't that he had too many wives. The problem was that he went to where God said, don't go get them from there because they will lead you away from me. And that's exactly what we saw in the life of Solomon. He built the idols. He built the statues and the monuments to these different ones. The Bible lists four or five of them that he built. Even the one to Molech where they sacrificed their own children to this false god. Yet God had put within him his anointing and his spirit. So what is the message today? that we could walk away from it easily if we don't pay attention to the condition of our soul, to the condition of our mind, to what the word says. Because step by calculated step, Solomon took actions. He purposed in his heart to turn from God and do the things that he said he should that God said he shouldn't do. And in the second uh, first Kings 11, go home and read it cuz I'm not going to preach it. I'm just going to give you a few highlights. The Bible says that God did not hold his father David's or his ancestor David, well Solomon is David's son, 
but he did not hold David's sin against David because he repented and because David did not turn his heart from God. David's heart never turned away from God. Yes, he committed sin. Yes, he had to go to God and say, I blew it, forgive me of this. And God forgave him every time because he did not turn his back away from God like Solomon did. And in the end, God said, Solomon, I, I can't bless you anymore. I'm taking your, your kingdom away from you. He had all 12 tribes of the, of the children of Israel. And God said, I'm stripping you of your power. You're going to be left only with the tribe of Benjamin and maybe oversee the Levites or something like that. But I'm giving all these other people to another whose heart is to me. Jeroboam, the king that, that uh, succeeded Solomon, got all ten tribes that God gave to him because he turned his heart to God. The point of the message is this morning, God's love language, he put it in us. He gave it to us as a seed, as a promise, as a seal to him. And he will not turn it away or take it away. But we, like Solomon, we can turn away. Claire this morning is at camp. I'm so thrilled for her. Um, I've not discussed this with Don and Audrey, but I took her because they were gone and I took her to camp. And that was a scared little girl. She's, she's just going into freshman year. And so she has a very tight-knit group of friends. But she was the first one there of her group of friends. Nobody else was there but her, and she didn't know any of the other uh, older kids. And she said, Grandma, I don't want to get out of the car because I don't know any of these people. I said, honey, you have every right to be here. Your mama and daddy paid the fare for you to go. They paid the money for you to go. You've packed your bags. You did everything to prepare. And also they don't know <laughs> that Tuesday night about 6 o'clock, she said, Grandma, I've outgrown all my shorts and I don't have anything that fits me. Could we go shopping? You don't know what this means to me. This little girl doesn't care about clothes and never has, and I have begged her to let me take her shopping, and she's just not interested. And she said, Grandma, will you take me shopping? And I did, and I spent lots of money on her, and I was thrilled to do it. And she loved everything. So I'm so thankful. But my point is this. She was prepared to go. She had the money prepared that was given for her sake to go. And when her friends got there, I snapped picture after picture after picture of her hugging her friends and them hugging her. And they were so excited to get on the bus. And she's waving her little hand as they drove I'm talking like she's three or four years old. She's 14 now. But they drove away, and my heart was so full 
And let me tell you why it was so important. Those of you, and I know, Janie, you'll know this so clearly. Those of you who went to camp many times, some of those kids got saved every single year. Every year they came back and they had backslidden. They'd fallen away from the Lord during the year. Some of them, I would venture to say, got saved every night of camp. This may be the most important event of their lives because they may make a dedication to the Lord and he puts that seal upon their heart that they can never get away from. That love language will speak up and talk to them over and over and over and they'll say, oh, I remember when I went to the altar and I prayed through and I asked God to take away all my sins and he did and he put that love language and that deposit of that spirit in my heart and I'll never forget it. Oh, I'm so thankful that she got to go. I'm thankful that all those kids will come and they'll have their time of weeping and praying and all of these things. And oh, I pray that it sticks with every one of them. I can remember boys' names, especially boys. It seemed when I was way, way back years ago, and this is where Jim and I met at camp. We were counselors that year, and a, a, a mutual friend, pastor, said to Jim, I know a girl from Campbell. I think you would really like her. And he said, well, I already met her once a year ago, and she didn't talk to me. And he said, well, did you talk to her? And he said, no. He said, well, then you go ask her if she wants to, I want you to buy her a hamburger and a Coke. And he did. And a week later, he called me and we talked for two hours on the phone. And we talked and we talked and we talked. And on our fourth date, he asked me to marry him. And I knew without a doubt he was the one. You never know what God can do at a camp. You never know when he puts his seal in a heart what will come of that dedication and that repentance. But again, we have to guard our heart that we don't turn away and walk away from God's blessing and that seal that he put upon our hearts. That's my message and I pray this morning for every one of those kids as they get in their cars to come back home that that seal will rise up. Like he told us this morning, stir up that gift that I put in you. Stir it up and let it come out because I have a plan for that gift for you to lead others and to walk others to their destination to Christ. Oh, I'm so thankful. And I do want to pray a prayer of repentance this morning. You know, we can repent individually. We can repent as a church. And we can repent as a nation. Oh, let us do so this morning. And then stir up that gift that he put within us. 
Oh, Father, I just praise you this morning for your presence. I praise you for the gift of the Holy Spirit that you put within us. Oh, that seed and that deposit, Lord, and that you've told us to stir it up. Don't let it sit dormant because then we would turn our back. We may turn away from the very God who loves us. Oh, forgive us, Lord, for individual sin and call hearts to you in repentance. Forgive us, Lord, as a body and a church, Lord, if we may have flippantly treated your presence, Lord, or we may have ignored one who had a need. Oh, God, and most definitely forgive us as a nation, Oh, God, for too many have turned from you and allowed the degradation in this country, Lord. I pray now by the power of the Holy Spirit that we stir up this morning, Lord, that you cause it to come to no avail, that you reverse that evil spirit in this land, and that you cause to come to justice, Lord. Oh, for your scales are true and righteous. In Jesus' name, I ask all these things. For just a few minutes, Don will take prayer requests and collect the offering, and then we're going to let you go. But that's what was on my heart this morning. And the Lord said, don't worry about it, because I'm going to speak the word. And he did. Amen. Amen. We all have things that challenge us and things that we've prayed for for a long time. And you stop asking. You don't want to keep bringing up the same thing again. Not that you don't have the need and not that you don't need an answer, but maybe you just feel like, you know, I've, I've asked for that before. But just raise those things to the Lord now, even if it's something that's been a long time. Heavenly Father, we bring these needs that have been called to you. Every need that we have. And we know that in every circumstance, God, you are more than enough. That your grace is sufficient for us in our hurts, in our pains, in our sickness. Even then, you are more than enough. We pray for patience, God as you unfold your plan and your sovereign will in each one of our lives and you move into things that we've asked you to move in, in ways that we didn't expect and timings that we didn't really want lord god but you are wise sovereign and you know what is best for us you are also our healer you are also a miracle worker you're a keeper of promises so we just raise those promises to you this morning, Lord God. Each promise you've given to each one of us, each word you've given to each one of us, we bring those back to you today because you are faithful. You are faithful to your word. I see a broken heart. 
But God says, I will heal you. I will open the door for you. I have partners. I have calling you born, born in your mom womb. I have a plan for you. I'm not finished yet. I'm not start yet. I start believing me. I start. I love you. I start. Say Jesus. Say the Lord. God, He opened the door. He opened all doors. God sent you His people. He healed you right now. Amen. I, I see broken hearts. God is with you. He's not starting yet. I will start. No more darkness. No more. You try push. You try push. You try push. You try push. It's not gone. It's gone more now. In Jesus' name. It is good now because Jesus, Holy Spirit Himself to help you, not me. It is your day. Today is your day. That's it. Today is your day, Amen. Thank you, Safrash, for being obedient to the Lord. Come, come closer. I, we can't hear in the building okay. so large. For me? Yeah. Okay. Just, just already he gave it to you the healing in my hands. Yes. And then believe, touch the people. Yes. They healed. Yes. Start now fully. Amen. He said, fully. I'm moving you. I, I accept it. Yeah, fully. Lay hand the people. Yeah. And then I will. If anyone wants hands laid on, come forward. I yes, was going right to now. Ask, I was, that's what I went to the pulpit for. If anyone wants prayer, oh my gosh. come forward. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, how we worship your name. How we worship your name. Well, we've had church. We've had church because we've been in the presence of the Lord. Thank you for being here. Thank you for staying. Thank you for putting up with me. <laughs> I love him this morning. I love him this morning. God bless you. Have a good, good day in the Lord. Bless you.